0: Welcome to this week's edition of Field Notes. After our piece in Sounds of the Sanctuary this week, where we discovered more about how teams across Red Wings are repurposing and recycling objects to help us look after our precious resources and donations, in this week's Field Notes I will again talk to Helen from our campaigns team about research that Red Wings has been involved in, looking into the cost of living crisis and how it is impacting horse owners as well as rescue centres like us let's find out more so for this field notes i'm back with helen our research and policy officer here at red wings and our campaigns team and we are talking about the cost of living and specifically about a survey that was carried out at the end of last year beginning of this year looking at the impacts that the cost of living and the cost of living crisis may have on horse owners in the uk so helen Tell us about the survey and why it was carried out.
1: So the survey came about after we're members of the National Equine Welfare Council along with an awful lot of other equine-related organisations, and there was naturally concern about the rising cost of living and how that could be affecting horse owners' ability to continue manage looking after their horses. So rather than try and make assumptions on about the effect that costs would have and we thought we needed to do some research so a small group of nuke member organisations six of us got together uh, and developed a survey with some academic support in order to find out exactly what impact the cost of living was having on horse owners and at the same time a parallel survey was run exploring the impact of costs on the sort of equine rescue centres if you like charities such as Red Wings Uh, and their ability, obviously, to continue functioning as effective welfare organisations and sanctuaries.
0: Mm -hmm. So tell us about some of the questions that were asked of horse owners who were completing this survey.
1: So we, we didn't want to ask too many personal questions about people's financial situations, obviously, but we wanted generally to sort of gauge how they were feeling about the current economic situation how they were finding costs so we asked about how costs relating to horse care had changed in the past year how the cost of services that they needed for example vets barriers things like fuel you know people who keep their their horse at a delivery yard often rely on cars to get to and from the horse to, to continue caring for them so there are all sorts of additional costs that are, are really integral uh, a really integral part of horse care for many people so we asked over 50 questions in all a whole range of questions about where they kept their horse how long they'd had their horse uh, how many horses they had whereabouts in the country they were and we asked people about any steps that they were felt they were having to consider taking or were already taking to help them manage their horse so whether they were having to take on extra jobs, second jobs or increase their hours at work whether they're having to resort to using credit such as a credit card or a loan having to ask friends and family for help, things like that or or even sort of They felt that they really couldn't cope anymore, whether they were having to rethink how how they were involved with horses, whether they were having to consider selling a horse or looking for somebody to share their horse with to, to share the burden of costs, or even very sadly in some cases having to put to sleep an older horse that didn't really have options for rehoming a bit sooner than that horse perhaps needed to be put to sleep because they were elderly and had long-term health conditions so yeah a lot of quite detailed questions to try and get the the best insight that we could
0: Mm -hmm. and what sort of response did it have
1: it had a huge response we really weren't quite prepared for the the number of responses we got we were hoping for for over a thousand responses and in the end we received 8252 complete survey responses which for quite a long in-depth survey Mm -hmm. It is an amazing outcome and obviously the more responses we have the more confidence we can have in how well the data reflects yeah. the situation across the UK yeah. and we were really pleased that we did get responses from all four regions of the UK from owners of different ages different circumstances in terms of where they kept their horse different levels of experience in terms of how long they'd had horses in their lives so in that way it helps us to gauge that it is representative of the of the industry Mm. and the uk as a whole rather than just being more representative of of pockets geographically or socially
0: Mm. and that that number of responses to say that you were hoping for over a thousand and ended up with over eight thousand that's almost data in itself isn't it to know how strong i guess how strongly some people felt about it that, that that number of people wanted to fill in the survey
1: definitely yeah people seemed really engaged with the survey and and in addition to the the questions a lot of which were simple sort of select from um different response options we also offered comment boxes mm-hmm. people didn't have to use them but they could and and people really did we have over 22000 comment submissions to to read and, and add to the data and actually by reading some of those comments where people share more more detail about their circumstances and their own lives that's where i think the re, the reality of the situation really becomes clear mm-hmm.
0: yeah it brings rather those, than... brings those numbers to life exactly yes real, real people have you know yeah. feel strongly enough about it and it's such a personal thing to them that they've written those comments Definitely, just sort of being stats and numbers that come out of it. Absolutely,
1: yes. Yes, makes it very real.
0: Yeah. Speaking of stats, what were sort of the headline stats that came that came out of the findings from the survey?
1: I mean, as as you might expect, not everybody was struggling at that point. Bear in mind that the survey was run a few weeks after the economic situation in the UK had really started to, to worry people and be reflected in the. The media headline so obviously the, it was early days for in terms of widespread impact but we were quite amazed that by the time we were analysing data that only reflected the period up to the end of January 2023 more than 40 percent of people already said that they were starting to have to make additional sacrifices in order to ensure mm-hmm. that they could continue to care for their horse and that was quite a, a staggering figure yeah. to us. Um, And also the extent of rises. Obviously, we we know from working at Red Wings um, ourselves how price rises had had affected our horse care costs. But in terms of the survey respondents, more than 90% of people said they had seen price rises in their feed, their forage, their bedding, really basic resources mm-hmm. that you're going to struggle to keep a horse, particularly through winter, without access to, to enough of those things and, and reasonable quality feed and forage. And over 75%, more than three quarters also reported price rises in terms of the routine healthcare that again is such an integral part of day-to-day horse management and things can unravel quite quickly if people can't provide that routine preventative health care and also we wanted to not only gauge what people were experiencing but how they were feeling about those experiences and over 60 percent said that they were they were concerned about what 2023 was going to bring in terms of horse care costs and now, having look, looking towards the end of 2023, we know that those costs really haven't eased for people. So, yeah, it, the, the situation we don't think will have abated mm. as, as the year has gone on.
0: So you've sort of said some of those stats, and particularly, mm. like you say, 40% of people already worried. Mm. It's quite a surprising and quite a concerning stat. But was there any others that came out of it that were that were a surprise or a concern to the group that were managing the survey?
1: I think what really came across that we hadn't asked questions about specifically was the impact on people's mental well-being in in two respects. One was the anxiety around people's concern over not being able to provide for their horse as well as they wanted, and also the fact that people's horses were an important source of well-being for Mm, them having the horse in their life was a was a real positive for them so the fact that they they were worried about not being able to potentially keep their horse in the long term was a a really big wrench for people you know it's a massive part of their identity of their everyday life you know often their reason for getting out of mm. bed in the morning and people did share some some really compelling examples of things of how their horse made such a positive difference in their life and around one in five people said that they were having to think about how they may have to change the way they were involved with horses in the future which was quite a quite a high number already having to think about really difficult sort of Mm long-term decisions and it was also really the extent to which people will sacrifice things for themselves in order to continue caring for their horse people were saying that they would go without food they would go without heating they would forego things like eye tests or dental checks things Mm. relating to their own health it was one of the things that was sort of said again and again and again in the comments boxes were, were that I will go with, without so that my horse doesn't have to. Wow. That was a really strong theme. Probably uh, the biggest takeaway yeah. that I took from the, from the survey responses having read them was that that's the commitment that horse owners feel. Yeah,
0: and like you say, horses, they're more than just a pet in a way, aren't they? They are... Mm-hmm being part of the equestrian community is a huge source of community Mm, for people and it does become part of their identity so it's a huge part of their life to be having to make quite serious and quite scary decisions about, isn't it?
1: It really is and people are obviously sort of doing whatever they can, you know The numbers of people saying that they have taken on extra work, um, borrowed money, sold possessions in order to try and make ends meet. And again, going through 2023, you Mm -hmm. can only imagine that that number might have gone up and going into winter, which is always the most expensive time, really conscious now of how many people are are probably thinking, how am I going to make it through this winter? But then where people are having exhausted all cost-cutting avenues and and, um, ways to make Kensme are then having to make really hard choices around looking after their horse in terms of Perhaps ex- people are saying that they're extending the interval between visits from healthcare professionals okay. like a, a dentist or a farrier for those routine interventions to make, maintain the horse's health. And people talking about delaying veterinary visits or reducing or even stopping their horse's vaccinations. And we know that these are not decisions that people are going to be taking lightly because they are potentially increasing the horse's risk of, a, of developing a health issue, which is then going to be more expensive to treat. And one of the things people said that they were most worried about, um, as well as the cost of feed and forage, was a, an emergency. You know, what they would do, how they would find the funds if their horses needed um, an unforeseen mm. vet visit on the back of a health problem, which, as every owner knows, can yeah. happen out of the blue, yeah. at any time. So yeah, there's a lot of worry, a lot of worry yeah, out there.
0: Definitely. Um, so, with all these findings that were taken from the survey, what, what were the next steps? What's being done with them now?
1: So we we produced a, a report uh, on behalf of Nuke. It's a very extensive report, but um, the sort of the key findings in a report that's published and it's available on the National Equine Welfare website. Uh, along with the report of the survey into charities and rescue centres. And they were also shared and discussed with some parliamentarians through some of the engagement routes that we have at government level um, and shared across the industry with sort of the equestrian sector, just to raise awareness, mm-hmm. really, and try and encourage people to think of ways of supporting horse owners, and then um, sort of tailor support so Nuke members then can use the data to look at specifically targeting ways of helping owners where they can. Many many Nuke members are also charities, so they're often being affected by reduced incomes because of cost of living, affecting supporters, and if. Like Red Wings, you have a sanctuary population that you need to look after. You're also being affected by rising costs. So our capacity to help is obviously limited as well. So it's really important that when we can help, we do it in a really targeted way. And this data does help us to do that. And we know that other new members are also looking at ways that they can help horse owners who are most badly affected by costs.
0: And um, what advice is Newt issuing for horse owners that might be feeling the impact of the cost of living crisis?
1: There, there is um nuke does have available on its website an information sheet called cut costs not care which is just some ideas that owners may not have considered that that could help them reduce costs in a way that doesn't affect their horse's welfare and yeah we always advise people you know if you're struggling with a vet's bill, speak to your vet mm-hmm. uh i think it's important you know be honest be upfront it's nothing to be ashamed of so many people are in a, in a similar situation and and you know, it's, it's said in the wider world in the same way that householders are encouraged to speak to their energy company if they're struggling to pay a bill. It's always that like they have a conversation about the problems that you're facing um, rather than try and... Um, ignore it and hope yeah. it will go away. Yeah. Um, there are no magic solutions, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really difficult climate that we're, we're living in at the moment. But mm-hmm. yeah, obviously, when help is available, we want to be able to signpost people to it where we, where we can.
0: Definitely. And you've mentioned, obviously, the survey was carried out winter 2020, well, end of 2022, coming into mm-hmm. 2023. Um, and that we're now coming into winter, which is the most expensive time to any horse owner really mm-hmm. isn't it feed costs go up forage costs go up if your horse is stabled, you're talking about bedding and things as well so as bills rise is there a next step for for nuke in this survey
1: yes um you're absolutely right that it's coming up for being um a year old really that survey and we know that the situation will have changed for people summers obviously may have taken the pressure off for many because it's been not a bad year for grass in mm-hmm. most areas which obviously is a sort of a much cheaper source of food for most people than than forage. But we're really aware that people who have continued to struggle this year, the thought of going into another winter is is difficult. So the new development group have agreed to rerun the survey, sort of slightly adapt it. Uh, and run it again so that we can gauge how the situation has changed mm-hmm. and how it's impacting horses and their owners.
0: So if horse owners are listening to this, we would absolutely encourage them to, you know, share their views and share their stories on the survey, wouldn't we? So, yeah. Do you absolutely. Know, as what, do you, is there a date yet when it will be going? It's, um,
1: my understanding is it's likely to be in the new year, okay. so early 2024. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, please do look out for it. We'll be sharing it. Um, on social media, for sure, encouraging people, um, any any horse owner, anyone who owns or has some financial responsibility for at least one horse and is over 16 and based in the UK would be eligible. Uh, and we would really love to hear your experiences even if you're not being affected mm. it's important to to know, hear from people who are managing as well because that puts the ratio of those who are finding things hard in perspective yeah. uh, um, and enables us to see the picture more clearly so yeah. that's really important too yeah.
0: so yes we would like to hear from as many, many horse owners that are listening as possible yes please thank you so much Helen thank you To find out more about the survey and Red Wings' involvement, you can head to the Red Wings website and search Cost of Living. Alternatively, visit newc.co.uk to find out more about the National Equine Welfare Council and its work across the UK.